Welcome to the Middle Earth Wanderers podcast, where we discuss the aspects of the game Lord of the Ring Rise to War. Any wanderer who needs to sit down at our tavern for a break from war and pick up some tips, join us for news and drink, discuss this week in the game, and bring you good information we have heard for the days to come. I'm Air Mayan of the Forces of Evil. And I'm Kesh Kong of the Factions of Good. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Hannibal D. Air Mayan, and today we're going to continue off with episode four of the Middle Earth Wanderers podcast. Usually I would have Talon for this. Um, my co-host, Kersh, we do this podcast about Lord of the Rings Rise to War. We've been on hiatus for a while because we've been busy with stuff. But I am Aramayan of the Forces of Evil. Me and Talion met um, when I was controlling Mordor, like I was the leader of Mordor, and he was Rohan. And he's had a very successful time with Rohan for the last couple seasons. He just won season two, so I am super excited about that. As for me, not as successful. Um, I did well in the first season. I only lost against Arnor during that one. And in this one, I'll go to the account page real quick if I can find it. We did not necessarily lose our capital, but we didn't control as much as we would like. But. Today, I'm going to pick up the gear episode that we were supposed to work on two months ago. So, first off, gear. I'd like to say that I have a bunch of notes set for this, but the notes may be outdated. First off, I'm going to talk about the importance of maxing gear and building the gear around the commander's skill. I'm going to say it's important to have gear. Uh, it's better to have the gear and build the skill around it, or build the gears to find the, and find the gear you need around those skills. Basically what I'm trying to say is if Lurtz does a bunch of damage, give him Might. That Might stat is going to give him so much more physical damage on his skills. It's going to cause his armies to do more damage. And even better, if you can find weapons like this, every five rounds, target with the lowest defense, he deals 200% physical damage. Now, 200% physical damage isn't even as strong as some of his skills. If you look at some of his skills, Deals 200% physical damage and a digital 300%. So it's more than that. Deals 240% physical damage, all right? And a 50% chance to deal another 240%. Neat. So he's already doing 200% physical damage all the time. So this just adds one more skill for Lurts. That being said, when I go to Reckoning, and I have to access it from a different screen for that one, this item here has a maximum potential to have 600% of Lurtz's physical damage. That will obliterate anybody on the map. And I love it. So you want to gear these characters for their abilities. For example, when I work on Gorbag, I'm kind of wanting to build it around his unique stats on his unique weapon, and then go from there. Based on his unique weapon, based on his skills, and then put the other ones based on that unique weapon after that. So right now on Gorbag, I have his glaive. It is his unique weapon. You get these after you get tier 10, you complete the three quests. For Gorbag, it was like build, um, let me see if I can find the unit. You build those crushers in the back, you have to build 5,000 of these guys. Once you build 5,000 of those, it's also going to ask you to kill some men units. So you have to like, what I had to do was go over here, and I had to find, no that's my main base. I think it might have been this way. Yeah, I had to go over this way. And I had to find some men units just sneaking around. And I had to kill them with Gorbag. 
And it didn't take long. It really didn't take long. It might have taken me just a few battles. I thought it would have taken forever. It didn't. The other part was... I forgot what the third part you needed was. But essentially you have to complete these three things and you'll be able to get that commander's unique weapon. Now, on top of that, his he gives orcs defense. That's good. For defense, is not bad. It helps against physical skills. That being said, at max rank, this thing will be giving 26 defense. That's a lot of defense. These orcs will be tanky. And that's only orcs. But there's a lot of orcs to go around. Now, if we're only putting orcs on Gorbag, and if we're only putting it based on the glaive and based on the skills. So first, orcs defense. Okay, let's look at the skills then. Now that we're going for the unique weapon, let's go to skills. I love having stun on any character. Once you have a stun, you can restrain the enemy. I know I'm using the restrain skill as the placeholder of that. But essentially, you want to build off that. So we have orcs receive less damage, even more tanky, more health, more tanky. More speed, more less damage received, even more tanky. Don't need the march skill. I don't think the march skill is useful. Watchman of Seraphungal, more damage. Just making the orcs immune to madness. This is just making orcs gods. Now let's go to Enrage. Now once they're immune to madness, a 30% chance of succumbing to it, that's eliminated. You don't get madness anymore. But your damage is constantly increased for every two rounds, it's increased for one round. That's awesome. You get more and more damage. And then, this one does poison damage and a, a chance to inflict madness on the enemy. Now, I wouldn't always recommend that because if you have stun or madness and you're facing King Aragorn, he will wreck you. He will be like, oh, you did what now, mate? <laughs> and he'll be like, no. Now, the other side of that is you could get the Dress Ruined Hill. I've heard mixed feelings about this. I've heard some people say it's useless. I've heard some people say it's awesome. It's up to you. I personally prefer the stun and boosting orcs first. If you have enough points afterwards, if you've already maxed them out in the proficiency, sure. You can invest a bit in that once he's level 50. You can do whatever you want because you'll have enough points to spare. However, right here with the goblin armor, we're seeing more orc defense. Now, three defense isn't great, but that's only the first rank. And I would prefer a better um, a better version of that. So let's go into that goblin armor real quick. Now keep in mind, I'm wanting Gorbag to mostly work on the tankiness and damage of orcs. So the ideal one would be orc allied units damage received minus 6% and another 6%. Let's go back to Gorbag skills and I will show this again. So with Grey Leader, the damage received is minus at max level, I believe it's 15%. Another 14% with Orgish Warlord. That's like 29%. And then you're doing another six with um, with uh, with that skill. If that has allies receive or the orc allies receive less damage, you have another six percent. Now then, the defense is already reducing the damage too. So these orcs are becoming gods, and I love it. Now that being said. The damage received by the army from his focus stat is also another 7%. So you go from 29 to 34 to almost 41% less damage, if not more. Now that being said, I also have the fine smoking pipe. Allied units recover 20% HP once taking damage for the first four times. 
So they take damage, they heal. 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 That's all that pipe does. However, it increases the focus as well, which means they resist more. They're taking less damage. Maxing out that stat, making it work, making it all work together. Now then, when we go back into that, I also have this, the Warhelm. More defense, more focus. Enemies gain a chance to inflict madness, so it inflicts madness on enemies. And keep in mind, I have this skill here. Enemies subject to madness or stun, damage received plus 100%. If I'm constantly inflicting madness, if I'm constantly inflicting stuns, if my orcs are constantly doing a ton of damage, they are just wrecking stuff. I can just go to a tile, destroy it. I can go to a person, destroy it. I can go to the herald and destroy it. So that's why I'd like to see out of this gear. The next part is, um, so that's basically building gear around your characters. There's also a, um, it's usually better to max out the purple gear or the blue gear first. I personally hate using the blue gear recently just because I've had enough purple gear that I'm not worried about it. Because one thing that I'm doing is I'm trying to only focus on six characters a season. Maybe seven at most, but everyone else, I'm not worried about it. I gave him some because he's been, since I'm in Angmar, he's been hovering between uh, the main bases. So I can enter here, I can dispatch a commander, and all these commanders you can see the development pro progress at minus 10%. However, if I put him in there, do I even have one that's good for the development progress? I don't. That's fine. But the idea would be putting a commander in there that would make the development go better. Now, I did give the seventh commander I have, this guy, some gear just so he can clear mobs easier because it makes it simple. It makes it simple. I don't have to worry about it. So right here I have alerts and Kamul. Now, I let, again, I am focused on a very specific build. For Kamul, I'm focusing on poison. First five rounds, I like commander poison damage plus 10%. Extra focus stat. Poison damage dealt plus another 8%. Dwarves receive more damage, because we're fighting Erebor, so I thought that would be a useful one to keep around. And then focus damage, poison damage, poison damage, poison damage, stun, poison damage. I love it. That's what we want to see. Now when we come back over this way, I'm just going to show a quick example because it will make it easy to visualize it. If we're going to find something worth taking. Um, yeah, if I can find something worth taking real quick. Okay, we'll take this. We'll send Lurts. And we'll send Kabul. They'll get there around the same time. 11 minutes and 13 minutes. Perfect. I'm fine with that. And hopefully that dwarf guy will be like, oh, I'm going to send my people in to defend that. I don't care if he does. That's fine. My units might even die. I don't care. Not worried about it. Now, since I'm saying the I don't save the blue gear, doesn't mean you shouldn't. I would save the blue gear and max some of it out because some of the blue gear is awesome. It can be just as good, if not better, than purple or gold gear that hasn't been strengthened. Because if you go over to like the Morgul Blade, it only has 10 might, 10 focus, and 5 speed. That's full proficiency too. Now, if you go to the Orakai Broadsword, 18 might, although he's not at full proficiency yet. Same thing with the battle axe I have on these guys. These guys have been my tile grabbers. However, when I go to alerts, even the superior hauberk gives them 25 might and 12 defense. When I go to the ranger's dagger right here, a blue item, mind you, 8 might, 
six speed. Okay, that's not a lot, but keep in mind, the Morgul Blade only gave 10 might and 10 focus at first rank, first refined. This isn't even ranked yet. I can't, it's not even strengthened up. So it definitely is worth having those around if you need the extra gear. The next thing I would like to say, um, you used to be able to disenchant or break down items like these uh, blue and green gear to be able to get all these different, let me see if I can find it. When you go to um, the equipment fragments, you used to be able to break them down for the equipment fragments. You can't anymore. So all these things, I feel like they're locked off. That would be awesome on alerts. I would love this on alerts. Can't have it. Okay then. So what do I spend all these little fragments on? Nothing, I guess. And I don't know how to get more. But that's fine. Because we have mammoth vouchers. Whenever you disenchant something, you get the mammoth vouchers. And that's usually from disenchanting or dismantling all these little um, items you get to persuade people to join you, uh, upgrades their stats, get people to 10 or rank 10. That's what that's for. However, you can also get gear from it. So if you need the extra gear, if you see the gear you need, if you know it's at least, so let's go back into there so I have accurate numbers. If you know it's going to cost you 300 mammoth vouchers for one of these purple gear or 1200 for the gold gear, save up for it, wait for the one that you need to cycle through. Because, for example, the Warhammer. On my good side account, I have the Warhammer on Gimli. It's amazing. It gives dwarves defense. Making dwarves awesome on Gimli. And then Gimli just does a bunch of damage like he's a little monster. Love it. So we focus on that. Now, I will also say that, especially on dark side units, items that heal you, they're just beautiful. Like, a lot of dark side commanders don't have heals. So collect those. Collect the heals. Collect any of those that have heals. Because every time you have those, you can use them. A lot of dark side units don't have their own dedicated heal. So having that extra heal, perfect. Makes them great. I also like to put stun on alerts just because you're seeing extra damage. If he can keep an enemy from attacking, he's doing more damage. Um, so having another note that I have is having one accessory and a commander built for resource gathering because specifically is recommended, especially if you're low on resources. That's Yursa. Yursa is my gatherer. Now if I go down to Yursa real quick, you can see she only has one accessory and if I go to that accessory, it is three-star refined. Husbandry, resources gathered plus 8%. That's awesome. So when I go to portrait and look at her um, skills, her resources gathered plus 9%. Okay, so at max percent, she's gaining a bunch of extra resources. So if you're like low on uh, resources, it's good to have that. So I could go over here to like say, what am I low on? I'm low on iron, let's grab that. So I can do gather, find Yursa, and gather, and she's gaining 4,800 plus another 8,000. And I don't care about the speed she gathers, so I'm not putting a lot of troops on her. I just want her to gather. Gorbag's grabbing more tiles. I'm going to continue on with this. And Gorbag, when Gorbag did that battle, I know it's only against level 25, but he barely took any damage. He had just whatever units, and they didn't take any damage. He had 5,000 in healing. Okay, that's not bad. But he received 11,000 in damage. Only 11,000. Denethor is pretty good at stalling my teams most of the time. So I'm happy about this. 
Now, when I go back through, so when I go to the refinement, and I want to cover this some more, once you have um, these at uh, five star, you can strengthen them, but they require gold gear to strengthen. So these are slightly hard to level up, the red or unique items, but they are refined via those little star chips or whatever you have, the mithril. So depending on how much mithril you have, it costs 60 to get your first item. So you have to have at least 60 saved up. You want to keep them. Um, I wonder if I can do red book. I'm just asking because it's something I like doing. I love how they did red book. Red book is fun. I, I would love to be able to repeat it without rewards. Like that would be awesome. Okay, I'm getting off topic. I'm falling down a door hole. So a quick example that I have of getting uh, stuff to five star. It's already max strength here, but when I go to strengthen for this one, it takes eight pieces of gear to strengthen that up to the next star. And it'll make the maximum might potential from 40 to 48. That's a lot of might. And you can see Gothmog is only getting 20 might, so he's only getting half the potential of this item. Once it's maxed out, 48 might. That's a lot of might. So when you go over to Gothmog, and he already doesn't have a lot of might because he's kind of cripple guy. He only has uh, 174. That's almost over a fourth of his might gained extra. And because he is now upgraded, I'm going to put more into his defense. Just make him even stronger. Because once he's level 50, so I have 14 more. Um, I have 14 more skill points I can potentially do on him. Because once he's 50, that'll be 14. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine. So that's that. So I could do 10, 11, 12, and then I still have two more, and I can probably put it on Enrage just for a little extra damage. And that would probably be the max skill points I can do for Gorbag unless I continue to level them up. Now, that being said, I can continue from 10 to keep him going because they can go up to level 25. There's no benefit past 10 besides more skill points. However, there might be extra content in the future that gives you more skill points past level 10. And as more people get these unique gear, I'm imagining it might be more unique gear. Like, what if we got another uh, unique gear at level 15? You got a chest piece now, or a helmet, or maybe an accessory. Like, what if it's Gorbag's helmet? It looks just like the Warhelm almost. And it would replace that helmet for that. What if the all the way to 25, it's a whole line of unique gear? It's a chance that that might be it. Now then, going back to what I was talking about, you need eight to upgrade to the next level. So let's look for a three. Here's a three, you need five. Here's a two, you need three. Here's a one, you need two. All right, so it's a lot of gear to upgrade these things from two to three to four, then to five, okay. A lot of that gear could be used for refining. A lot of that gear could be used for only six commanders. That's why I'm only focused on six commanders, because I'm only having to worry about these six particular pieces of gear. If I want to focus on any other gear, I'm going to just leave it alone, put it toward another unit. So let's go to Lothar real quick. I'm going to have him attack. He should be fine, even though it's less damage. I'm going to have all my commanders just go attack things real quick. 
I don't want to waste too much resources, and I should be, like, firing away. So, I'm going to send Gothmog out. Now. And, Mouth of Sauron's not even barely built up at the moment. That's fine. Gorbag still barely took any damage. Where is he? Why can't he not go any further? Gorbag, what's going on? Oh, he's re reinforcing derp. Alright, Ari. So, now that being said, when I go back into this, let's take a look at how much it costs to refine these things. It takes three more broadswords, just the broadsword, to refine this up to the next level. And again, Orgalli is dealing our nine damage. Okay, now if I go to this one, the Orc Battle Axe, you need two of them. So you need three for this, two for four, and if we go to three, which I have one for alerts, three needs two, two of that specifically, which I could refine, and I might actually do that real quick. Just to have. Which, it does increase that stun by 33%, so there's now a 30% chance instead of a fourth. You, worth having. It's very much worth having. Now, that will be right here. Let's go back into the items real quick, because I want to see... We have one, two, three, and then I have one more in my worn helmet. So I don't have the ability to upgrade this to the next star level, unfortunately. Now the only way to get gear is through these chests at the moment, besides tavern tips, of course. You can get tavern tips with uh, the first refresh of the day, stuff like that. Now let's see how much damage we do. I may fail, I may get some kills. Now keep in mind my alert is maxed out for damage. So I have Reckoning, does extra damage. The Superior Harbard gives extra might, extra defense. We have might and speed and more health from the helm as well as a stun. And then we have some extra focus, doesn't help Lurts all that much, but he does have a heal. So let's see how Lurts does. Now, it might be better to save your purple gear until you know exactly what you're gonna be using it for. However, it's not bad to just keep on refining and keep on upgrading your gear and get them maxed out. Because if you have a huge advantage with your gear, you're gonna be doing a lot of damage. Ooh, I didn't succeed. Oh, he has a 45 Gimli. See, that Gimli is awesome. I can use him as an example too. I will take it. I will make advantage of this. Defensive Dwarves plus 21. That's a lot. Then Dwarven Allies, extra damage. Then we're seeing more uh, ally focus damage received minus 10%. That's good against my Kamul. So when my Kamul's coming up here, he may not survive that either. Mounted units. Now, I don't see any mounted units except for the Ram Rider. So I don't know how much that'll actually help him. However, it's still good. Extra 12 defense on top of the Dwarf defense. So the Mounted Rider are getting 21 plus 12. 33, basically. Extra Might. They're going to do more damage. Speed. They're going to attack more frequently. Focus. They're going to take less damage. This is the bread and butter. A healing accessory. Every two rounds, one ally recovers 60% of their health. That's a good amount. Now, here comes Kamul. Kamul may not uh, succeed in this either, but I don't mind. I do not mind. Oh, hey, we can get a chest. It's neat. Let's do it. Oh, what are we getting? Oh, we got some rains. Oh, what else did we get? Oh, man. Dark parchment? Is that it? Don't just leave me hanging, man. I got two of those. That was some good stuff. So, these respect items could be disenchanted, but I do want my ring wraiths. I want all the ring wraiths. 
I want every single ring race. I just want like all the ring race, and I'm gonna be like, here's all six of my ring race. I have two of them so far. I want some more. I want Gorbag to be more power. Oh yeah, okay. Kamul died. Let's see how Kamul did. He fought the Aragorn, which he probably took the Gimli off defense, but that's quite alright. Now the Aragorn, let's check him out. Extra Might, Speed of Men, those are good stuff to have. Extra Might, again, Focus Damage Received, minus 30%, which again, my Kabul does a lot of Focus Damage, so that was really good. Might, Focus, and HP, and then Chance to Inflict Madness, that probably took me out pretty easily. And he's also getting extra bonuses thanks to Strider. And then Might and HP, Extra Might, Focus and Speed, all the things. So he's getting all these bonuses, and he's making good use of his items. That's good stuff. That's the kind of stuff you need to be after. Who are people after me with? Yeah. Alright. Yes, I only said indeed to that. Okay. Um, now, some of you might be listening on the podcast. You can't see all this. That's quite alright. I'm trying to explain it in ways that even if you're on the podcast, you're fine. So, you want to try to make a specific build. Like, I don't have the build yet, but for Math of Sauron, I would love to do a, a build that makes really good use of his um, Harbinger of Darkness skill. For the first two rounds, and technically it's three once it's maxed out, damage minus 75%. Okay, there's a lot of gear in the game that after round five, you're doing a bunch of extra damage or extra defense or all kinds of different things after round five you get all these things all these bonuses that being said let's go back to i want to go to my barracks i'm lost i'm lost okay barracks which actually i needed to go into okay i need to go into build that's where it is okay i need to go here to the fallen knight when you go into the fallen knight which is damage plus 6%, plus 1.2%, and so on for up to 10 stacks upon receiving damage. So they get a bunch of damage boost by being in the battle longer. Now if you're reducing the damage they take by 75%, and then after round five they're doing a ton of extra damage, or after three rounds they're doing all that damage again, after and then putting a bunch of all other items that delay the battle until that later round th thanks to Mouth of Sauron that might want be one of the best skills to have for the Fallen just because you're making use of the skill you're making use of the army and you're making use of the gear combining all three they'll become unstoppable now we did get defeated in that one battle but that is quite alright because you're testing builds now that person that I fought had much better gear than I did much better so there was no way I was gonna win that and that's okay because you don't need to win every battle if even if you just damage the enemy your allies might be able to finish him off because that guy even messaged me and was like hey um that person's strong I'm like yeah I, I now know indeed they are <laughs> I was hoping that they weren't but you never know that until you start uh, attacking them so we talked about how good all that uh, increases all those stats how amazing it makes characters like Gorbag, how how strong it'll make Lurts, how strong it'll make Kabul, 
And it's not like I did bad damage. So if we go to the Kamul screen, he did 65k damage. Not bad. Now their commander did 175. So you can see the amount of damage that they do. They do a ton of damage thanks to that gear. Really good stuff. Plus they have tier fours. I don't have my tier fours yet. I'm kind of behind this season because of work. Let's go back to um, the Gimli. The Gimli, tons of damage. Now we did do a lot of damage. We did a great amount of damage. We almost did more damage than his com commander and Gimli's great for doing damage. And I'm five levels under. But we received more damage. Now I could make this better by giving Lurts. If I go into Lurts' skills, you could go through and with the Urukai Ur Elite, you could give them extra chance of healing, which it helps their sustainability. It might also help to give Urukai less damage received. However, I want Lurts to be doing all the damage. And if anything, I would want to just put trolls behind him. Because if you give him trolls, he's just going to be tankier. Which is great. I love the idea of that. Now, real quick, I'm going to take my alerts and I'm going to send him home. Just so he's ready for what I have planned next. I don't mind using these resources because I can get more flags by keeping on killing minions. I don't even like the keepers right now. The keepers, I think, are just whatever. Like, I'm not too into the keepers. I need to put reapers on them because I've been waiting for the tier 3 reapers. I just got them. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give him all the stalkers as well. He can have both those. I don't care. And now those are going to reinforce for him. Because when you go into his skills, Lathar gets extra for reapers and stalkers. They do extra damage, which is already amazing. So we're going to keep that train going. Focus on the gear, focus on the skills, focus on what the commander does. Now then. The next thing I would like to talk about is some of the strategies we like to use in the game. I don't remember what the last strategy was that I talked about in the last episode, which was episode 3. I think I called the episode 2.5, but we called it 3 anyway. For episode 4, we're talking about the Scarecrow Castle. The idea of this is if you go to an area and you have a bunch of units and I'm going to use the most recent battle up here as an example. The, scare the Scarecrow Crossing involves, and this could be a castle, this could be anything. So, oh I'm way too far north. Am I? Had to have been around here, right? Where did it go? Where's the crossing? Did they remove it? Did they move it on me? It was just here. Oh, it's right over here probably. Yep, here's the crossing. Okay, let's say this crossing for example. It could be either of them, I don't care. I just want a crossing. And it could also be a fort. If you have like 60 units on there, they don't have to be geared out. You could have the top ones, the top 10 good units actually be geared, and the rest of them could be like level one for all I care. Have all these guys with like only 50 units, put them on that crossing. Because they'll be like, oh, there's 60 units on there. Screw that. So the Scarecrow is a good tactic to use if they're not wanting to attack that many people and waste the resources. I'm willing to just waste the resources and say, go, be free, attack. I don't care if you die. That's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Because 
What I can do is just this. I have all my units also refreshing. They're all being built in six hours, so when I get off work, perfect, they'll be done. And then I can reinforce and send them right back. So when I go to my alerts, which I'm gonna go ahead and do this now, because I didn't get to do it earlier, I am going, well, I wanted the Reaper on them, but I don't have enough Reapers yet. Am I building Reapers? I am, okay. So, what was I talking about? Dang it. So different without having my co-host here. I am sorry, my friends. So when I go through, and I have Lurch right here, he's ready to go back out again. It may not be fully geared, I don't care. So that's not what I'm worried about. What I want him to do, because I'm about to go offline, is I want to take him north to my main, oh, I'm just gonna click on the fort. It's gonna take a while to get there. So I'm gonna send him to my main training area, which is up here, it's gonna take him 30 minutes. We're not gonna be here for that long, but that's okay. Once he goes up there, I'm gonna send him to one of these tiles to get upgraded. Now, I could probably even send Kumul back because I spent him, that's fine. And I'm not gonna give Kumul the same luxury of making his two hour walk shorter because I'm not worried about it. His two hour walk can stay alerts, I want to send to training. Kamul sending back isn't going to help me with anything. Um, sending that Kamul back, I'm going to send Lurtz up there with Gorbag, Kamul, Gorbag, so wait, Lurtz, Kamul, Gorbag, and maybe even Gothmog, who knows. I'll have all my commanders ready for a top tier tile. I'll start taking all these 230s. Because I helped out with the battle a little, it's not as much as I would like. Dang it, I was talking about Scarecrow Castle, that's what I was after. Okay. So you're wanting to stack all these like little bitty units on top of something. So if you put all these units on one tile, they're not going to attack it just because it's a high level tile. They're like, oh, well, there's 60 commanders, screw that, I have other things I can work on. Alright, so I think that's pretty much everything we had written down for episode 4. Now I do want to prepare episode 5 better. I'll be working on getting some patch notes. I'll be working on talking about some of the new, newer commanders. Um, now, I would love to do a Ring Wraith episode. So that might be my next topic. Talk about some of these Ring Wraiths. Because we have... We have Kabul as one Ring Wraith. We also have the Shadow. And now we have Lathar. So that's three at least. We have Witch King, which I think counts. The Undying... And we also have Sestoro. That is six ring wraiths. So I would love to rank them or talk about them. Talk about how to gear them. They're probably... Personally, I love putting poison on all of my commanders. Any one poison. Um, burning. Whatever. I love to do that on my commanders. Just to make them ridiculous. Now then. Before I head out, I'm also going to say... Thank you guys for watching. This is something that we've been trying to keep up with. We were doing good for a minute and we just kind of dropped it. I want to get back to it. So today was important for me to do that. Thank you guys so much. Y'all have a good day. This has been Aramine of the Forces of Evil on the Middle Earth of the Wanderers podcast. Y'all have a good one. Thank you. Goodbye.